Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, August 4th. Field of Abundance. Today's scripture reading is found in Mark chapter 6, verses 35 through 44 from the Message Translation, which reads, When his disciples thought that this had gone on long enough, it was now quite late in the day, they interrupted. We are a long way out in the country and it's very late. Pronounce a benediction and send these folks off so they can get some supper. Jesus said, You do it. Fix supper for them. They replied, Are you serious? You want us to go spend a fortune on food for their supper? But he was quite serious. How many loaves of bread do you have? Take an inventory. That didn't take long. Five, they said, plus two fish. Jesus got them all to sit down in groups of 50 or 100. They looked like a patchwork quilt of wildflowers spread out in the green grass. He took the five loaves and two fish, lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread to the disciples, and the disciples in turn gave it to the people. He did the same with the fish. They all ate their fill. The disciples gathered twelve baskets of leftovers. More than five thousand were at the supper. This is God's word. From mayhem in Helkat Hazarin to multitudinous provision in the fields where 5,000-plus were fed from a few loaves and fishes, the fields where the model of scarcity was forever banished from the landscape of the kingdom of God. There is no scarcity here, no barrenness, no grasping for that last morsel. The way, just a few years ago, we grasped for that last roll of toilet paper on barren shelves. Here we step back into the fields of possibilities. More than that, the fields of divine potentialities. Where his followers only saw needy peasants, he saw abundant provision. The prophet Elisha had fed 100 with 20 barley loaves with no mention of leftovers. Oh, the possibilities here for greater abundance from only a fraction as much. And the leftovers! Dear God, behold the leftovers! Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and poured out into your lap, says Jesus earlier in an adjacent field where he uttered his Sermon on the Plain. You'll find it in Luke chapter 6. Jesus pictures in the marketplace where they shopped with built-in shopping carts of the front of their long-hanging tunic, drawing up the fabric into an improvised cloth bag into which a merchant is pouring grain and pouring it and pouring it and pouring it as he has you shake the cloth side to side to make room for more and more and more. Step aside, David, with your overflowing cup The son of David shows us an overflowing lap. An overflowing lap in an overflowing world. That's the field of abundance in God's world, in the kingdom world, unfolding in the midst of this world with no shortage of scarcity of resources, even as our laps are filled with fear, anxieties, and desperation. Nothing left over to the one with the most, nothing lacking to the one with the least. That's the kingdom economy telegraphed by Moses with the daily roundup of manna, and later 
double underlined by Paul in the matter of giving to the least of these. Just ask the widow with that cruise of oil in the jar with a handful of flour. Ask the other widow with the debt and lots of empty jars that were filled one after another to pay the debt. Ask Elijah when the angel fed him twice in the middle of nowhere as he ran away. Ask him again as Raven served as his personal Uber Eats by that wadi in the desert. Ask Peter as at your word, Lord, he let his nets down for a catch. Ask him again as he cast his hook into the sea and caught the fish with just what he needed to pay the current tax bill. And ask any among the 5,000. And that's just the women, not counting the children and men. I've always wanted to say that way because this also is equally true. We read it earlier this week. All things are yours. Whether the world or life or death or the present or the future, all things are yours and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. Now imagine if we actually lived like it. So how's this for a second reading to seal the deal on this wide open world of divine abundance just waiting to greet us each day? God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy and reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wear out. This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. Now, think on that. You'll find it, by the way, in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 8-11. through 11. And this is the message rendering. Now pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. To what extent do you live a life rooted in scarcity, fear, and suspicion? What's the cure for such a dead-end, bunkered existence? How do we learn to see the world through a different set of lenses? Lenses of God's abundance in the world for all. What would it look like to live as if this were true. What a wildly wonderful world, God. You made it all. With wisdom at your side, made earth overflow with your wonderful creations. Oh, look, the deep, wide sea brimming with fish past counting sardines and sharks and salmon. Ships plow those waters, and Leviathan, your pet dragon, romps in them. All the creatures look expectantly to you to give them their meals on time. You come, and they gather around. You open your hand, and they eat from it. If you turn your back, they die in a minute. Take back your spirit, and they die. Revert to original mud. Send out your spirit, and they spring to life. The whole countryside will bloom and blossom. The glory of God. Let it last forever. Let God enjoy his creation. He takes one look at earth and triggers an earthquake, points a finger at the mountains and volcanoes erupt. Oh, let me sing to God all my life long, sing hymns to my God as long as I live. Now, by the way, it's Psalm 104, 24 through 33. Yes, God, I'll have a pint of what the psalmist was tasting. Fill my cup with it today. More than that, let my lap overflow with it. 
and fill my heart all my days. Amen.